Consumer prices for a variety of consumer goods posted a smaller-than-expected increase in August, and we get the read on that and other key economic data now from our chief equity strategist and economist, John Blank. John, you recently cautioned in a commentary not to ignore that data. What does it say about consumer price inflation? And since it also incorporates U.S. GDP growth for the second quarter, what does it say about that as well? First of all, people need to understand that when we look at the S&P 500 doing a revenue growth rate around 10 to 12 percent annually, that is actually the path to understanding this consumer price inflation number and real GDP growth. Because you get basically a 5 or 6 percent CPI number and a 5 or 6 percent GDP growth number out of Q2. You get the, the split between how to get from the GDP accounts to the CPI accounts to the actual S&P 500. And what it learns, what you can learn from this is that, in fact, this is one of the supporting things. Owning stocks is a way to hedge against rising consumer price inflation. And corporate earnings revenue growth projections also incorporate consumer price movement. So what does this data say about earnings growth going forward? Yeah, that's the same point. Revenue growth, we talked about earnings growth is the other part of this, and it's a one-for-one situation. So again, as long as we get strong profit margins out of of the S&P 500, which are very, very, very high, historically high, record high, um, we can expect that this is another way to, to keep on owning stocks and staying ahead of that inflation curve is corporate earnings through to corporate stocks. Three other components to the economic recovery outlook are the latest unemployment report, macro factors on housing prices, and the COVID-19 story, which has made a little bit of a dent in consumer spending and sentiment. Are these the key economic drivers, John? Yeah, well, let's take these in turn. The latest unemployment report, we're seeing uh, pretty much stabilization in unemployment. We're, We're having trouble getting through the Delta variant. People are staying home still. So unemployment actually is probably going sideways. Housing prices are extremely high, 18 to 20% annualized uh, increases there. But what that's doing is it is getting a supply response. We're now seeing more starts and permitting of houses, which should ultimately be good for economic growth. And then the COVID-19 story, actually, as I've already mentioned, the Delta variant is also appearing to have turned the corner in most parts of the country as the vaccination rates continue to rise in this country. So I think for... Consumer spending and sentiment, I think this may be the bottom. We can look forward to something better than where we're at right now on that. Is the Delta variant denting manufacturing PMIs at all? Manufacturing PMIs are a different quantity, Terry. You're up, particularly out here in Los Angeles, we have you know massive backlogs of shipping uh, companies, big uh, container ships waiting to get in. That's all because the manufacturing PMIs is so hot in the United States, getting parts in. Getting any intermediate goods in is incredibly difficult right now. So I think that it is not hurting the PMIs. If anything, it's it's causing the PMIs for manufacturing, not services, to go up. So, John, against this backdrop, what is your economic outlook for the rest of the year? The rest of the year, obviously, we only have four months left. So I I personally think it'll be just steady as she goes, you know, three and a half, four percent growth. But really, the market's trading at 2022. People got to keep that in mind. We're talking here on on the 23rd of September 2021. The Fed met this week, kind of skirted the issue of tapering of bond buying coming anytime soon. Is there any hard and fast indication yet on when they might start pulling back on monetary policy? 
Oh, absolutely. I think it's December. They they announced the taper in the next meeting in November, which is early November. They'll have the meeting. So that's teed up. But November, they announced it. Taper starts in December. They run it off in you know, 120 billion they have to do and kick it down in you know, six, seven months. So it's 15, 20 billion a month to June and they're out. He did announce, Powell did announce his presser that he wants out of the taper by the middle of next year. Now, he also announced you know, more rate increases 2023. So the, the, the real uh, fly in the ointment is if there are or are not Fed funds rate hikes in the second half of 2022 that show up in the Fed meetings that are forthcoming. Other central banks met around the uh, globe this week as well. Any global implication to the outcome of those meetings? The one thing we got is a rate hike out of Brazil Terry, and that is because they've had inflation issues. So I think what people need to understand is these inflation issues the United States are is facing uh, is not causing this Fed to be worried, but it is causing other central banks outside the United States who are facing similar inflation surges surges to start to hike rates. And that that speaks to the one thing that's very interesting is that the Fed is actually not leading. The tapering and hiking this time around, I mean, the Bank of Canada has already started tapering, but the Bank of Brazil announced today that it's hiking rates. So people need to understand that actually the rest of the world is not actually moving in sync with the Fed. All right, let's look at the biggest market cap stocks on your radar right now. There's Apple, Shopify, and China Construction Bank. Yeah, Apple, you know, $145 a share. I'm looking at its chart right here. I, the, the, the company has not beat, missed on earnings for five years. So this stock, you know, it's very hard to get uh, bearish on this stock. Other than it's just been a momentum run and it's going to end. But, you know, looking at the whole thing, the forward PE is 26. Hard to argue that's too overvalued. Shopify, this is another story. The forward PN, this is 218. And the stock price is $1,700. So Shopify is a very, very interesting company. It's obviously doing extremely well. But the, the next year forward earnings were $7 a share. You're paying $1,500, $1,700 a share for $7 a share in earnings. And this is an, a bubble stock if there's ever been one. Then you get on the other side of the coin, China Construction Bank. Um, this stock is $14 a share. It has gone nowhere for like years i'll go i got a chart looking up there's a spike in 2018 to 23 but it's basically been 15 bucks a share for five years so there is absolutely no bid terry out of china large cap stocks and frankly the chart's not very compelling right now here um because of the regulatory issues the chinese are putting on but just to give you an idea of what you can get out of this company i'm looking at 6.1 percent annualized dividend yield on China Construction Bank. So income stocks, China Construction Bank's got to be uh, on your radar. All right, our chief equity strategist and economist, John Blank, taking yet another look at the economic picture for us. And with John, I'm Terry Ruffalo. This material is being provided for informational purposes only, and nothing herein constitutes investment, legal, accounting, or tax advice, or a recommendation to buy, sell, or hold a security. 
Do not act or rely upon the information and advice given in this podcast without seeking the services of competent and professional legal, tax, or accounting counsel. Publication and distribution of this podcast is not intended to create, and the information contained herein does not constitute an attorney-client relationship. No recommendation or advice is being given as to whether any investment or strategy is suitable for a particular investor. It should not be assumed that any investments in securities, companies, sectors, or markets identified and described were or will be profitable. All information is current as of the date herein and is subject to change without notice. Any views or opinions expressed may not reflect those of Zach's investment research as a whole.